You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 99. We are just one episode away from turning over our podcast odometer to 100 episodes. To celebrate, I've got a special program planned for next week with an interesting guest lined up to join us. But for today, as we say goodbye to double-digit episode numbers, I've got something for those of you who want deeper relationships with people but who feel uncomfortable asking questions of others. For new listeners to the podcast, we've been talking in recent episodes about asking questions to deepen our relationships with people. Before we get into this, though, I want to share a few responses I received from listeners to a question I raised a few weeks ago. Namely, What else do you do when you listen to podcasts? Podcasts are great to listen to while doing something else, and I thought our listeners would be interested in knowing what that something else is for each of us. A listener from England wrote, Two things for me. Peeling or chopping vegetables at the kitchen table, or, most preferred, having a good cup of Yorkshire tea and just listening as I enjoy. Now, these two things go together quite well. And then we have a missionary from the Balkan countries of Eastern Europe who said, I follow about six to eight podcasts regularly and usually listen when I am at home alone or when my children are sleeping and I am cleaning the house, cooking, or folding laundry. It makes sort of a boring, mundane chore quite enjoyable for me. And then lastly, an email from Linda, a retired missionary and a listener from North Carolina who wrote, Hello, John. Sometimes I exercise on my indoor exercise bike while listening to your podcast, while other times I go outside and take a walk. Oftentimes I set you on the kitchen counter to listen to While I fix breakfast, you seem to show up in different ways. Well, that's true. (laughs) I do show up in different ways, and I'm glad I show up on Linda's kitchen counter while she prepares breakfast. Well, thank you for those responses. I'd love to hear from more of you as to what you typically do while listening to podcasts. It could give us some ideas that we could incorporate ourselves. Now on to today's show. It's a solution for those of us who would like to go deeper in our relationships with people, but without relying just on asking questions to get there. So keep listening. Some caution about asking questions. As much as we've talked about the power of asking questions, there are a few caveats to this skill. It goes without saying that questions to deepen a relationship do not evoke one-word answers, yes or no. Those kinds of questions get us nowhere. 
And it also goes without saying that some cultures across the world, asking questions of each other is offensive and invasive. So be careful if you happen to be living in one of those cultures. Another caution is that questions, when asked too quickly and too often, can sometimes put the other person on the defensive and back them into a corner. So, slow down with your questions. Some people need time to process a question they're asked. So allow for periods of silence. Another caution when it comes to questions is that when used improperly, questions can be a form of control. They can take people where they don't want to go, and you end up alienating people from yourself. Finally, we sometimes ask questions when we are really making a statement. Avoid doing this. It's not being honest and can come across as being controlling. So instead of asking, aren't you going to take the garbage out tonight? Say instead, please take the garbage out tonight. Well, rather than asking a question, what else can we do? Well, you can try this instead. Instead of asking a question, make an observation. An observation is actually a deeper form of engagement than a question. This is the O, observe, portion of aura, O-R-A, observe, remember, ask. That's the principle of deepening relationships we've been talking about in recent episodes. O-R-A, observe, remember, ask. To observe, to make an observation, is truly a big picture skill. It's more difficult, in my opinion, than the other two elements of aura, It's more difficult, I feel, than to remember or to ask. Well, then how do you make an observation? Essentially, it's acting as a mirror with people. Because mirrors reflect reality. You can do this by reflecting back emotions that you see in another person. Such as, you know, you seem upset today. You can also reflect back themes and patterns that you observe, like this. I notice that whenever I ask you about where you are from, your eyes light up. I bet an answer to that would really be interesting. Another way of acting as a mirror is to make an observation like this that starts with, it seems to me. Here's an example. It seems to me like you've got something on your mind that is troubling you. That's being a mirror. That's being a good observer. That's an invitation for someone to talk. You can also share reflective statements like this. I wonder. I wonder statements. Something along the lines of, I wonder what it must be like to always feel you have to defend yourself. That's a great wonder statement. Let me give you a few real-life examples of this in action. When I was in my recruiting days, my recruiting career, it was a kind of job where the, the, the harder you worked, the more money you made. And I was pretty driven in those days to make more money to support my family. And so in the evening, I often had to make calls to candidates who could not talk at work 
to tell them about a particular job opening I had to see if it would interest them. Well, that took time away from, from our children. And I remember one time Janet said to me, I don't think you're spending enough time with the kids. And, and she said that very gently. I don't think you're spending enough time with the kids. And I remember thinking that. I got defensive and I said, oh, sure I am. I'm, I'm a good dad. This is what good dads do. I'm spending time with the kids. And, and she said, no, I, I don't think you're spending enough time with them. Now, what she could have done, what she could have asked instead would have been, why don't you spend more time with the kids? That was a question. Why don't you spend more time with the kids? Or she could have asked another question. When are you going to spend more time with the kids? That would have come across as being much more critical than the statement that she made, which was much more powerful. I don't think you're spending enough time with the kids. It was all about her observation. You know, what she said did not create a new job for me. It was not a directive. It wasn't an order. It wasn't even a request. It was just her observation. And actually, that worked. That got me to change. Because after I got over my period of defensiveness, I did make some changes to spend more time with the kids. But it all started with this great observation that she had. I don't think you're spending enough time with them. You know, it can be very affirming and encouraging to hear the observations of another person because oftentimes we are just really too close to what is going on in our life. This is especially true if you're going through some degree of difficulty where you may have lost your job, your spouse may have left, your kids may be doing poorly in school. To have someone express an observation and affirmation without asking any questions can just be very powerful and encouraging and healing. And I'll end this section with just this great, great quote that I came across just today from John Steinbeck, Pulitzer Prize-winning author. He said, I wonder how many people I've looked at all my life and never seen. Wow, isn't that a good quote related to being a good observer? I'll say it again. I wonder how many people I've looked at all my life and never seen. So, what what does all of this mean for you? How can you use what you've heard today to improve the relationships in your life? Well, here are a few ideas. A few ideas of turning a question into an observation. For example, instead of asking, why are you angry? Your observation could go like this. You seem angry to me. Instead of asking, when are you going to clean your office? An observation would go as follows. I've noticed the clutter in your office has reappeared. It seems I heard that from someone in our home just recently. Another question you could avoid asking, here's one. Who were you talking to on the phone? An observation would sound like this. You seem pretty animated when you were talking on the phone. Making that statement will naturally evoke more discussion from the person you're talking to. Instead of asking, why are you so sad today? You can make the observation, you look sad to me. Instead of asking, what are you worried about? 
you could make the observation. It seems to me like you're troubled about something. I wonder what it is. Instead of asking, what are you so happy about? You could make the following statement. You sure seem like in a good mood today. Finally, you can use what I call doorknob conversations with people who are better at words than you are. You know those kinds of people. If you ask them a question or make a statement, they get so defensive, and because they're used to thinking well on their feet, quickly on their feet, you don't really have a good comeback for them. A doorknob conversation is you have something you want to say to the person, make a brief statement, but you do so with your hand on the doorknob as you're leaving the house and looking back over your shoulder. For example, picture this. You're going to leave the house, you're going to go somewhere, and you want to say something to your husband, but you don't want to get into a dialogue with him because he's much better with words than you are. So you put your hand on the doorknob, you start to open the door, you're getting ready to leave, and you look back over your shoulder at him and say, I wonder what it's like to live where you always have to be right like you do. (laughs) I'll see you later, I've got to go get some groceries. And you close the door, saying that in a kind way. A statement like that has got to make a person stop and reflect and to do so without getting into a long discussion. Well, if you forget everything else, here's the one thing that I hope you remember from today's episode. It's this. Experiment with turning your questions into observations. Act as a mirror in the important relationships in your life. See how much deeper your interactions go when you make an observation rather than when you ask a question. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. I'd like to hear how trying out this new relational skill goes for you. You can certainly email me at john at caringforothers.org and I may share them in a future episode unless you say otherwise. You can also share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe if you haven't already done so. You can also help us to serve more people when you leave a review in wherever you get your podcast. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because, as I've said many times, You were made for this. Well, that's all for today. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.